Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay. Welcome to the Merge Boot Podcast. It seems today that all you see is Survivor on Paramount Plus, but sometimes on TV. But where's a good old-fashioned podcast to talk about Survivor? I'm Joel Edmiston. I'm Cody Crane. And Tom Henry's our guest. And we have one thing in common. We want to talk about Survivor Game Changers. That's right. We're here uh, with uh, fan favorite guest, uh, fan favorite game changer guest, uh, Tom Henry, wow. to, to uh, um, discuss season 34 of uh, the TV show Survivor. Um, uh, so welcome to the show, Tom Henry. Would you say I was being brought back on a favorite season, like uh, much like my friend Shep? Yeah, you're, you're, we're the fans and you're the favorite. I, I, it's honestly almost insulting to call you a game changer because of what Survivor um, uh, tends to think what a game changer is. To look, looking at all the people they cast in that season, um, I, I don't want to insult you, so I should just call you a favorite. Yeah, it is a bit of a thin definition. I I do want to uh, jump right into your thoughts on that cast. So when you were thinking, because you're watching it all the way through, if uh, if you're a new listener, you might not know that, but Tom's been watching it all the way through throughout this pandemic. Uh, so you're fresh on every one of these people, right? Yeah. So when you see the cast for Game Changers, was the was this the group of people you imagined? No, but <laughs> I feel like there's been a few of these where they bring people back, and you're like you can't understand the thinking in their heads why that person would come back. <laughs> like there's that one, I can't remember which one, but there's a one where they bring back, remember the girl who gets voted out first twice? Oh yeah, Francesca. Francesca, you're like, why would they bring her back? Yeah, and it's just so she can get voted out uh, first twice. I mean, that's, that's the magic of that casting. <laughs> they succeeded. I think they lucked out as well with Second Chances uh, casting uh, Kelly Wentworth. Um, she was somebody that didn't pop as well in her first season, but then was uh, did super well in her second season. So maybe they, that's what they were trying to do with casting Haley Ford. I don't know. That's the most confusing thing to me is Haley, who is one of the most boring Survivor characters well, in... I- in my opinion. To be fair, uh, in like Kagayan though, Sarah Lucina doesn't really pop that much. And in this season, like amazing. She's one of my favorite winners. Yeah, she's really good in this season. Unfortunately, she doesn't get the best edit, especially in the pre-merge. And um, I, I actually, guys, I took notes. Um, wow. uh, yes. And one of the things that was I wrote the most notes, notes about was Final Tribal Council. Because everybody was being so mean to Sarah and it was pissing me off. I'd like to just go back for a second and say that I actually like Haley. Really? Yes. What do you like about Haley? I like the way she talks. Mm. Okay. 
She has an interesting way of talking. I think she's a bit Southern or something. I think and, so. Um, you famously love her original season. Uh, um, uh, you 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 shout out to oh, the yeah. no, shout out to the no collar tribe. Uh, season thirty, right? Yeah, I love that season, and uh, <laughs> I think she was pretty fun in that too. Anyway, I don't have a lot to say about her, but I I don't think she's. If I were going to pick on somebody from on the casting from this, I would say um, Sierra from that season, not the good Sierra, the boring. No, I know. Sierra. I agree with you. Sierra Don Thomas is uh, such a annoying person on Survivor. I just, and especially when she's running the game briefly, I'm like, what the hell am I watching? Why is well, Sierra Don Thomas running a returner season on Survivor? You can tell that she took it to heart and was like, they're calling me a game changer. I need to be a game changer. So she just put everything she had into that. That unfortunately wasn't enough. Yeah. That's uh, another note that I made is that like the, the term game changer went to a lot of these people's heads. Oh, imagine if Rupert was in this though, he, he'd be flying high. Well, yeah, because he, in heroes versus villains, he's always calling himself a hero and talking right? about what it means to be a hero. We don't need any more Rupert, guys. <laughs> yeah, you're right about that. If you want more Rupert, you can watch uh, The Amazing Race. Oh, did he go on it? He did, with, with his wife, Laura Bonham. Well, she's, she's just great TV. And who you know who else was on that season was uh, Brett from Millennials vs. Gen X. I like Brett. He just, Brett. He's the uh, cop. That yeah, comes the, out of the closet. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Brett's cool. So, um, yeah, I I want to go through this cast here and um, have you, Tom, uh, say whether you think that they're a game changer and deserve to be on the show. All right. I love it. So, but I do want to say this. Yeah. The definition of game changer is very uh, there's there's two ways you could go with it and at times even jeff and even the players are calling it different things so is a game changer somebody who changes the game of survivor at whole similar to a russell hance or a tony velochos or, or, or someone or, that just gets really injured and sick and has to leave before he dies exactly <laughs> or is a game changer somebody who changes the um course of a particular uh game of survivor a particular uh, season of survivor they they go back and forth on the things like is some like is a big game-changing move like Cass in Kageon that's a game-changing move so she's a game changer in that season but that doesn't change the game because so many people have flipped at the merge yeah I mean I'd be fine with just them doing anything I guess yeah yeah I mean Okay, we'll get to Caleb, I guess. But Caleb did change the game in a way because he now they give them a lot more water and sunscreen after that moment. <laughs> That's true. That's a big one. So we'll go through here. This is going to be in order, I guess, of voted out because that's the list that I'm hearing here. Uh, so uh, Sierra Easton, she voted out her mom. She voted out her mom. Yeah, I mean, I think she, she's, she counts. She's, uh, she's wily. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she went to rocks. Not a lot of nobody had gone to rocks since season four. Yeah, I think for game changer, I mean, we just went through the definitions. I think you just want somebody willing to make big moves and, uh, you know, go for it. And mm -hmm. she, she would fit there. 
definitely. All right. So first check mark. Uh, and then Tony. I think he is. I mean, sorry. I, I'm. I know this was for Tom, but he is the game changer. Well, Joel, we don't need to hear about you and Tony. I need Tom's opinion on Tony. It's yeah, I can't him. get my head around Joel's Tony love. <laughs> um. So, yeah. yeah. He can be there. He's fun. <laughs> I like how he was burying himself in the dirt. This one. So that was good. He's he, in the in the premiere episode that he's in. He's so good in it. He's so funny, so entertaining. I, uh, yeah, just, I, I love him. He's he might be Survivor's most stressful player. <laughs> like just watching him, you're like, yeah, it's fun that Tony's here, but I feel uncomfortable. He's like, you know, the uncut gems of. Survivor. I agree exactly, I agree and that. I love that movie. <laughs> um, I thought it was overrated. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> And uh, then we got Caleb. Caleb, yeah. I mean, clearly they wanted to just do him a solid, I guess. Yeah. Like, you almost died on our show. Come on back. <laughs> do you, uh, did you know uh, Caleb? Like, because he, he was a big brother contestant. He was um, like a pretty, like, big, big brother contestant. That's kind of why. Boy. I think that's why they uh, wanted him back on. Yeah, I haven't watched any of Big Brother. Yeah. But, but is that like, is Big Brother also on CBS? I believe so, yeah. But the thing is, is like, if you're going to bring back a actual game changer who is uh, on Big Brother, who is also on Survivor, bring back fucking Hayden Moss. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hayden was good, too. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess they wanted to see what Caleb could do. I think he proved enough, I guess, on Big Brother that they were like, I think that he could do something. And like you said, Joel, he got more sunscreen for everyone in future seasons. That's the game changer. Yeah, that's that's how he's a game changer. So maybe he's a Big Brother game changer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> isn't, isn't he just like a challenge beast on Big Brother, though? Like, that's his thing? Like, he just wins a lot of challenges? Um, it's been a long... I remember seeing it when I was young live i haven't watched big brother since so i don't know if he's been back or anything like that but it's just been a long time since I've i will it. say this guys and tom you and i were talking about this with season 35 is i think a big problem with the casting on game changers which is the problem with the casting on a lot of seasons is they were casting bikini bods over game changers it should be survivor bikini bods for the most part and i think caleb is the the fact that they brought back caleb shows me that they just wanted some eye candy for the ladies. Hayden would have been the same thing. Well, at least Hayden's a game changer. All right. And You're not a game changer. <laughs> it does then, feel like they uh, they learn their lesson for a chunk of seasons and cast interesting people. And then the, the hot people are like this sparkling uh, gem that they can't take their eyes off of and mm -hmm. eventually there's going to be a hot person season that's pretty boring like this one i'm on right now right 35 but i didn't find that so much with 34 i mean i guess there were attractive people but the fact that they were returners makes it always interesting as we get our little our lore going you know mm -hmm. yeah i i think this season had a good like mix of people in it in game changers i i think they were kind of all over more so 
Well, I don't know. I, I like I said, I think Kaylee Ford and Caleb are total duds, and that's, and stuff like that is the reason I go like, who and Sierra Don, and I'm like, why did they cast these people? And like, I can't think of it at any anything other than cynically. And they, then, don't you think they put Caleb on because he almost died on their show, and they just thought it would be the yes. nice. The, probably when they were taking him away on the chopper they were like you can come back don't worry buddy there's probably a lot of politics going on but also it's like caleb is is like a very hot and sexy man and, we, and i, I don't think I that's can't. why he was brought back i don't think he was brought back because he's the hot sexy man hot sexy men are dime a dozen man <laughs> that's true well the next one is uh malcolm which i think ticks the box too for them there oh. there you go malcolm is a good looking game changer and and um okay so tom you what do you think of malcolm and then i'll go on my rant i'm always annoyed to see malcolm interesting okay really did you not like uh philippines the his first season i'm so blurry with them all now that's the one where Denise wins and they're on the bottom like the whole time. I remember it being a, a fun season. I just don't like him. There's like a certain type of player, right? That starts kind of with Ozzy mm -hmm. and then Malcolm and Joe. Mm -hmm. uh, right. Ponytail Joe. And there's people in between that they were trying to cast to be the Ozzy and the Malcolm that didn't end up happening, like Grant and people like that. Yeah. Oh, Matt Elrod. And I'm just not into that that type of guy. Are you into, uh, because Joel was saying that you like the uh, blue collar, white collar, no collar. What about the guy that was so upset and sad because he wanted to be the Aussie of the season, but Joe was in it? Oh. Are you into that guy? Vin Vince, <laughs> the, uh, the coconut vendor? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was never going to be that, <laughs> no matter who was there. Yeah, that guy thinks thinks something of himself that he's definitely not. It, it just he, had to be... looks like he gives a great hug, that guy. <laughs> it had to be so soul-crushing for him, though, because you could tell with everything, he just wanted to be that person. And then there was someone like Joe that's just the person to be that. Yeah, and the, the, they got just the most magnificent shots of that guy leering at Joe as he was being admired. <laughs> That's it is, it's such a shit. They, they should have brought that guy back instead of Caleb. Just to sort of brood in the corner while everyone else is doing well. Yeah. Oh, can you imagine if that guy was back and they brought Joe and they had Joe, Malcolm, and Ozzy, and those guys are all just being majestic and that guy's sad in the background the whole time? Well, for some background, Joe was asked to come back for game changes and he said no. <laughs> but he does come back later. But I will say about Malcolm, I think he's the best Aussie archetype because of his idol work and the seasons that he was in before. I think he hit the way he changed the game is he was sort of the first person to be like, hey, I have an idol at tribal council. He did that in Philippines. And, that, and, and then Tony basically evolved on that move. And, but he even does it in in twice in uh, fans versus favorites as well. Like the 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 idol theatrics he does in tribal council is a game changing move. Possibly the worst thing about Malcolm is in fans versus favorites when he teams up with those two bros, the dummies. Yeah, the three amigos they called themselves. And this guy, uh, fuck, what was that guy's name? Um, Eddie. No, Reynolds. the other the other one. Reynolds. Reynolds. 
if you're working with Reynolds, I, I lose respect for you. <laughs> well, it, it's, it's, he was, he was trying to make his own little black widow brigade. Yeah. This is a Reynolds free zone over here. Yeah. No, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not a big Reynolds fan. Don't worry. <laughs> um, uh, I will say about Malcolm too, is this is my big problem with this season. Um, uh, famously, I, I'm a curmudgeon about, game changers and i'm not a curmudgeon about very many seasons i like most seasons um but my big reason for not liking this season is like all the quote-unquote game changers in my opinion go out in the pre-merge and and they're but not only are they out in the pre-merge but they're the big stories being told in the pre-merge so by the time we get to the merge i feel like i don't know anybody like I knew all the people that are on the pre-merge trip right now, like Sandra and Malcolm is Malcolm gets so many confessionals and he's only in for four episodes and Tony. Um, yeah. It's like, they're all getting these storylines that are, that are up in the air. And I'm like, what the hell, you know, like, like Malcolm and, and Brad's relationship or, or JT as well. JT and Brad's relationship is told through JT's eyes, you know, and that, should be told through through Brad's eyes because Brad goes the distance. I don't know. I'm yeah. Well, I, I, will, I will say this just from watching so much of this show um, so quickly. I'm very at peace with a sort of a a weak definition of their themes, which I <laughs> I feel like has been the thing all along. Like the original All Stars cast is not really All Stars. Mm -hmm. Some of them. Mm -hmm. And then anytime it's fans versus favorites, it's like a couple favorites. And then uh, that girl we talked about before, what was her name? <laughs> Francesca. 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 Like she's a favorite. Someone's, someone uh, hacked the vote on that one. <laughs> well, that, that I, I would love to see who the favorites were on that. If somebody has a computer, but um, on that season, yeah, I mean, not to go too far off, but when you see those people get off the helicopter or whatever, it's the funniest collection of people you might call favorites. <laughs> it's true. Even like Philip Shepard, who I love, is a complete freak. Yeah. <laughs> and you, you see all these fans like react to these freaks coming off this helicopter like, oh, wow, it's Francesca. Wow. And Brandon Hance too is such a weird yeah, one. Yeah, Brandon to be Hance favorite. is not a favorite of anybody. I, Cochran's first season too. I don't know why he would be like a favorite of anyone. Yeah. After this season, yeah, sure. But well, you know, well, you I, know uh, that the 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 playing field is a bit loose when Cochran is your like your strategic um, game changer. You know, like he's like he's leading the game. Um, and in the, his original season, he's not very good. But I mean, obviously, he got better in between. But he basically runs that game once Malcolm's gone. Yeah. So I kind of take it with a grain of salt the whole the whole title of the season, which it seems like Joel, you'll, you're taking the game changers title very seriously. Well, it's not even. I, I'm holding it to a higher um, standard because it's an all star season. And they have such a huge pool at this point to um, uh, get good players. And by the time we get to the merge, there's not very many exciting players to me left in the merge. Like I, I like I, Zeke. I like I Zeke. Disagree. I like Sari. I mean, and Sarah 
Sarah, you don't know by the time you get to the merge. Um, so it's like, there's not but much Sarah going on. Picks up once the merge happens. But I disagree even so, completely. The, 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 her edit d doesn't really show her moves until we start getting to the Sierra Don Thomas one. She's leading so many more votes than we see, I'm pretty sure. I'm in it uh, at the merge. I, a lot of my uh, favorites going into that season were still in there. I, I like uh, Millennials versus Gen X a lot. And I like Zeke. I like Michaela a lot. I like uh, I like Sari a lot. Um, I I love. Uh, well, I mean, I don't know how I feel about Ozzy, but I'm glad he was there. I guess you know when I was watching Ozzy in this season, I just I couldn't stop thinking, "Wow, I would love to see this guy jack off." <laughs> well, Joel, do I have the thing for you? Our new <laughs> advertiser, OnlyFans, with Ozzy. <laughs> Basically, uh, we should be getting money from Ozzy at this point. The amount of times we've talked about that. <laughs> I, I've watched. I watched his Playboy show, so I've seen him have sex. <laughs> I mean, I uh, unfortunately he uh, sends DMs on that thing all the time, and now asking for me to resubscribe. Um, right. I'll, I'll go on and check every once in a while, and uh, yeah, I mean, it was. <laughs> The thing that was getting because at first with his OnlyFans, uh, you would have it so he would put like all tame pictures and you had to pay for the other ones, right? And I was okay with that. But now, like towards the end when my subscription was running out, it was he was no longer putting tame ones as the free ones. And that's where I had to uh, tap out because I I, was, <laughs> I don't need to see that much of Ozzy. Well, let's not forget that you're the one who signed up for his OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say, Tom, I kind of forced him to do it. <laughs> I kinda, okay. But you I kind of sign up for someone's OnlyFans and then get mad at them when you see them. <laughs> something weird. Well, I mean, you were near the one day that we were uh, talking about him sending me a message about going down to the beach and jerking off on the rocks. Yeah, that, that was, uh, that, that flabbergasted me. I couldn't believe that happened. But do you guys feel overall the story of Ozzy is a sad one? Um, or, or... I know. I, 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 I mean, I don't think sex work is shameful or, or, or depressing no. or anything. So like, good for him for doing that. But I think his survivor career is certainly uh, one that if you really kind of squint at, you're like, wow, this is pretty bad. And maybe he, it seems like he kind of only feels uh, happy when he's on survivor. Mm, yeah, and, I, I agree. And he's not very good at it. <laughs> no, he's not very good at it and doesn't under understand the game. The thing right. is, though, like he, if he... It's like every time he's like, but I got the fish, guys. Yeah. <laughs> good luck without the fish. <laughs> I, I think that if Ozzy would have never came back after doing his first season, because his first season was a big showing, right? He won all the challenges. He made it to the finals. He lost by like, one vote, didn't he? If, yeah. Against, he, against a, like one a, of the best a winners really of good all time. player right yeah. and Ozzy wasn't any he wasn't bad in that season at all so if he would have ended on that season and never came back like Yule did then he would be by survivor fans I think uh being the great player that's never come back that we want back right mm -hmm. but because he's come back so many times and he seemingly gets worse and worse at this game and 
the more he plays it, the less he understands it. I will say his worst look is in uh, South Pacific, though. Like, that's when he's the biggest dick. Mm-hmm. And maybe second to biggest dick Oz. Well, biggest dick Ozzy, I mean, is on his OnlyFans. No, but <laughs> I mean, biggest asshole uh, Ozzy. Maybe also on his OnlyFans, but uh, I haven't seen. But uh, biggest jerk. Um, also on it. Damn it! I'm trying. Oh my god! I can't. I can't get get the Freudian off my mind. Okay, so Ozzy being mean, he's also really mean on uh, fans versus favorites. The first one, you don't see him be very very mean on Game Changers. So it's not like a terrible look on Ozzy. I mean, this is like, you know grasping at straws for him i'm trying to say something nice about the guy but he's not being too too mean anymore that i mean he's he's probably been humbled with his 34 year old um haggard (laughs) new look yeah well the the one the i think the his worst look comes when he's on it's similar to the the phenomenon that he does a lot that you're talking about, Tom. Is when they're they're hugging the the poles for the uh, the challenge, and he says, "Well, if I if I win, I'll go back to the camp and I'll I'll uh, catch a bunch of fish for everybody. If I lose, I guess we're going hungry tonight." I'm like, "Wow, what a fucking dick move!" <laughs> uh, so to uh, move move forward with this cast here, because we're wait <laughs> wait, I want to say one more thing about Ozzy. Mm-hmm. And it could have been anything, and who knows? But this new scar he shows up with. Where's his scar? I was thinking his lip. It's yeah, like a major was... scar. And to mm-hmm. go along with the fact that he's looking like puffy and his hair's moving back a little bit, um, it just looks like. And this is why I say I just picture him running around Los Angeles, and it's there's something bad going on in his life. Mm. Um, and I'm not attributing attributing that to, to sex work, but uh, maybe with him I am. <laughs> well, I think he he did own a restaurant at, at a certain point, so maybe he was like chopping a carrot or something, and he knifed his lip. Yeah, that's oh, probably yeah. what happened. Maybe <laughs> maybe he got a fish hook stuck in there. Yeah, maybe yeah, maybe he was fishing. But by the end, by the time he gets voted off, he's looking great again, like old Ozzy, which is what. If a few right. days starvation can do to you. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> uh, but speaking of uh, contestants that get worse as they go into Survivor, the next person is JT. <laughs> oh, should we? Uh, sorry, before we get to JT, I guess we can talk about JT in this because uh, a lot of... Joel, just to let you know, we haven't actually gotten to Ozzy yet. So if you're going to bring up more Ozzy... <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm going back to Malcolm, actually. Okay. Um, <laughs> Malcolm goes out in that double tribal council. Yeah. And uh, that's a twist in the game. It's a controversial twist in the game, Tom. A lot of people got mad about that. Even Malcolm has spoken about how he was sort of pissed that he went out um, because of a, uh, a twist. Um, and he's such a big character. And, you know, I think if Malcolm was still in the game, he might have even made it to the end, given the, the, the caliber of dumbasses that were in the game at that point. Um, so yeah, I mean, what do you think of the double tribal council? Remind me what happened. They just, both tribes had to vote. 
Yeah, both they sent both tribes, and then JT goes over and tells Brad they're voting for Sierra. Oh, that one, yeah. And Ty places idol for for Pretty Lady, and um, uh, and then Malcolm goes home, and JT's pissed because that's the one person on his new tribe that he likes. I actually thought that was great. It was exciting. It it is fun. It's a fun moment of TV, but it, everybody it, huddling together and all those different huddles and. Uh, mm-hmm. The, but the I, I will say the strategy of that thing, I, they might have been rushed to tribal, but there's not a lot of interesting strategy going on other than the, the standing up and whispering and all that shit. That's what it gets interesting for me. What do you what do you think of the, the whispering at tribal council, Tom? I love it. Yeah. I love whispering. I love uh, straight up talking. Do you, well, what about yelling I, in tribal council? Yelling is great, too. <laughs> I will say, I mean, no spoilers because uh, Tom, you, you haven't finished the series yet, but yeah. whispering does um, become annoying eventually. Wouldn't you say, oh, really? Cody? I don't know about that. It becomes too much of a thing. I think so. I I like it. It builds the suspense, right? Because they're playing the music and they're you know like, what are they whispering about? What are they talking about? And that's but that's the point that I, I don't love. They need to mic them up better because at a certain point you're like, okay, what the fuck is going on here? And Jeff's, um, going, and Jeff's going, wow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like when the when it first happens, Jeff is like bending over, being like, what is going on? But the, like the thing is, is like you can't convey what's going on and like the first few times it's novel it's like oh what is going on it's all up in the air but at a certain point you want to know what's going on you know what i mean yeah you want to know what the strategy is um like when michaela goes home later on in the season it, it that happens from whispering and the, because of the steal of vote with siri and sarah cool moment of the show but also i don't there was no conversations about michaela before that so i don't know how they landed on michaela yeah I, I remember having that feeling too. All right, JT. JT. JT, uh, actually, I think he's sort of like the opposite end of the Aussie. Like his age and his weight that he's put on, I, I think really look good on him. And I, and I really like this older version of JT. He's, he's, he's charming even when he's being such a stupid boy, you know, like he's, he's being so dumb, but I'm like, oh, JT, I just want to pat him on the head, you know? He is dumb. I, how did he ever win that one season? <laughs> I think he's he against just, coach. <laughs> yeah, he, and he had uh, Steven to sort of tell JT to run things by J, uh, um, Steven and Steven be like, nope, don't do that. Yeah, and then he just kind of charmed his way through, I guess. Yeah, he's a likable guy. I think that was, uh, and I don't think Survivor was voting based off of strategy necessarily every time yeah. then. But he does something dumb again in this one, right? He does a couple things that are dumb. Um, he, first of all, tells Brad about Sierra. Um, yeah. And second of all, he has an idol and he leaves it at home instead of bringing it to tribal. Oh yeah, yeah, and um, and there's the whole thing with Michaela and the sugar, which um, I know people like this moment. I think it's it's it looks very it's funny on Sandra's part when she's like looking at the camera and being like, "Whoa, I just ate all the sugar," and uh, um, 
and he and kind of frames Michaela for it. So JT will get mad at her. But something I hate in this part of it, and maybe I know a lot of people like it. I know it's gift to death, but it doesn't belong on Survivor. <laughs> Didn't look at me. But uh, um, Michaela sipping her tea while JT gets voted out is so frustrating a moment to me because it has nothing to do with strategy. It's all just a TV moment. Michaela playing it for the cameras. Um, well, and I'm, I'm just like, oh, God. It has to do with just Michaela's uh, feeling because JT was confident that Michaela was going out, right? That was the thing. Yeah, but the sipping of the tea, it's like... This is like your big sort of get off my lawn moment, I guess. I guess it is, yeah. Do I, I sound kind of curmudgeonly here, don't I? I mean, it is. The TV show, Joel. Mm -hmm. I know. I'm a I big know. Michaela fan too. But what I'm a Michaela stan? Yeah, I like Michaela in, Mc in Millennials vs Gen X. I think she's really boring in this season when she's not playing it up for the cameras. We, I like Michaela when uh, she had a message on this podcast. Oh my god! And gosh. asked you a question. What uh, happened? So Tom, um, right before we, we we did a trivia episode. And right before uh, we got on mic, uh, I was talking shit about Michaela. And then we we went on mic and we did the episode and, and Cody was like, so I have some survivor cameos to uh, ask you questions. And, the, and one of them was with Michaela. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so glad I didn't talk shit about her on mic. I had all of these great surprises lined up and I thought Michaela was pretty exciting because I love Michaela. Joel uh, apparently wasn't very excited about it. And so did you, you paid for these on Cameo? Yeah, I, uh, I paid for uh, four, four Cameos. Or no, three, because one of them uh, didn't get in on time. I was looking at Coach's Cameo the other day. It's pretty pricey. Yeah. Well, he I plays went, the trumpet for people, I'm pretty sure. Like right. in his Cameos. I went the cheaper route. I, I went for... Be some cheaper ones, right? Yeah. Yeah, cheaper ones that are good. You know, we had... Uh, uh, Todd Herzog, uh, Michaela, and uh, someone you haven't seen yet. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Michaela, great. Uh, we're not at her yet. But she talked uh, about the sipping of the tea. That was the whole, the, the question was, who was I voted out when I sipped my tea? Yeah. And I, and I was like, controversially, I hate that moment. So, I mean, I... He, so you never uh, could forget it. Yeah, exactly. And she, and she helped you win. You won with that mm -hmm. question. It's true. <laughs> so I mean, I, yeah, I'm uh, I I'm here for the moment. Do I you like, like the moments. Do you I like, like the sipping of the tea, Tom? Yeah, I do. I do. I I remember laughing at it. it yeah, I guess it's funny. I guess. Sorry, I'm being a jerk. You're right. I, I'm. Uh... Hey, you're entitled to your opinion. Yeah, it's true. It's true. That's what's great about the show. I just, I find this season to be one where there's a lot of people playing it up for the cameras in a way that I find that so many of my favorite Survivor moments come naturally. Right. You don't think Tony always plays it up for the cameras? That's your favorite I think, player. I, hon I honestly think he's just like that. I, I refuse to believe it. <laughs> He is so good when he yells, I'm going to go look for an idol and then starts howling into the woods. 
But he, I mean, we're not at Tony yet. I realize, but oh, we've already no, we've already talked about Tony. We we oh, zoomed we? by him. Yeah, yeah. So I would say the way he did that and the way he played this season in general was not very skillful. It was bad. Yeah, he did a he did a bad job. <laughs> okay. So you you don't rank him as a great player necessarily, but you love him as a man. Um. His, his I, I'm not gonna I'm gonna try not to spoil future seasons for you, Tom. But there uh, isn't, but there is another big um, All Star seasons coming up where a lot of people and game changers come back, and it makes game changers better for me because of the storylines that are set up in game changers that are completed in that season. So that's very exciting. Yeah. Um. So with the people what's that the, are in game changers that are. It? Pardon me? What season is that? Uh, season 40. Oh, okay. I knew that. Yeah, yeah. Winners winners at War. Winners at War. And uh, so the winners, uh, actually JT doesn't come back, but Sarah, Sarah, Sandra, and uh, um, Tony all come back. And it, it's, it's, it's a great storyline through the season is like the, the shadow of game changers looms large over that season. Great. Love it. And I'm, like I said, huge Game Changers fan. I And Joel, you're talking about hating the season. I don't hate it. I honestly, I'm sorry I'm being so negative. There are things I like about it, but at, as a whole, there's not enough. I think it's it's really the, uh, there's so many of my, like my, me getting, being curmudgeonly on my old man porch and being like, oh, that's not how I like my survivor. You know, it's, it's it's yeah. a me thing. I know. I'm sorry that I don't uh, that I'm I'm being the loudest one right now. I want I you guys to talk about what you like. I don't think you should apologize. I think that's it's an interesting take, as the kids say. <laughs> I I think you should apologize because I can get it if you're like this game changers isn't my favorite, but it is one of mine, and I just can't even imagine you just not liking it. <laughs> like I said, I I took notes. All right. Well, I mean, I would say that Game Changers I liked a lot more than um, your favorite season. Kagayan? Yeah. <laughs> this is okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna take off all my clothes and run outside. So <laughs> I told Joel this when we were reviewing Kagayan um, a year, probably a year ago, maybe more. Yeah, and Joel got so mad when I said Game Changers, I preferred over Kai Gaian that he took off all of his clothes and ran out of my house. And we just saw him in the window running back and forth in his underwear. Wow. Where do you live? Um, like uh, East End. Okay. I, I will say, Tom, he lives and it, it's a, it's the entrance oh. to his apartment is the back entrance of a house. So I was just running in an alley. I wasn't running kids. on a populated street. There were There's kids no kids. Playing. There, there were no kids, kids playing. playing basketball. It was, it was very cold outside. Nobody was outside. Okay. I mean, the East End is very family oriented. Yeah, we. I live in a residential neighborhood. There's a lot of families around. I think we should call the police. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's what. I'm <laughs> a saying. year and a half ago, this man. <laughs> <laughs> Let's. Let's uh, move on to a two-time winner, Sandra. The queen. The queen. She's really great in Game Changers. She's my favorite part of Game Changers. She's great in Game Changers. She's great in every episode I've ever seen her. She might be my all-time favorite. She's one Whoa, of mine. Really? She's one of mine, too. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I, I just love her. I can't get enough of her. She was definitely a person that needed to be in a season called Game Changers. Oh, yeah. I agree. Well, actually, let me go back on that. Didn't she win both times by being just kind of like, she's the ultimate sort of cruiser, right? But yeah. that even that it itself is a game-changing move. And well, you, you, would, you would like to say so, but then every time somebody cruises in the game, usually... They get punished. They get punished. They don't get a single vote. I mean, maybe that's game changing that she managed to win as a clue. That's uh, yeah. That's that's sort of what my my uh, my thesis is: is that Sandra wins despite um, being up against the two biggest players in the game, Russell and and Parvati, and that says something about Sandra. Oh, I thought you were gonna say Russell and uh, Lil. Yeah, <laughs> Lil is talking about a game changer. I. I mean, every time I mention Lil, it just makes me so angry. Talk about a thing that just uh, I am <laughs> irrational about. But my anger towards Lil and her being one of my least favorite players is ju just due to her wearing a scout outfit and losing that hook. Yeah, I think, that I, think getting to the end, I think getting to the end in a scout outfit as a complete freak um, is game changing. <laughs> except, except she got voted out yeah well don't get me started on that yeah <laughs> don't get me started on that other guy who got voted out burton oh, oh my face yeah that's one of uh right you hate Bur i think we've talked about this on the uh panel I, episode yeah you i don't actually burton. like burton but i think he's really funny just because he's i think it's really funny to uh, say that you love people like Burton or Albert because they're just so plain and nothing characters in the show. I didn't know you said that you loved Albert. Who's, oh, is yeah. Albert the dating coach? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Albert truly sucks, too. <laughs> him, and, him and Burton go hand in hand for me. <laughs> yeah, they should have a whole season of just dud guys like that. <laughs> See if anyone pops. Survivor duds. <laughs> um the next and, person and this season sierra could be there that's that's true. true uh the next person we have is uh jeff varner which uh joel was telling me a little bit about how he disappointed you in this season and how he was a big favorite of yours yeah i did really like varner i i, I had like a i guess i was nostalgic for him because you have those early season guys mm -hmm. or gals He's one of the more exciting people in those early seasons. You think he's, uh, yeah, he's a, he's one of the more strategic players of the first few seasons. Obviously, he has his big moment in this one, but um, that sours everyone. But uh, he's not, he's not not interesting in this season. No, he's he's got his green shirt and purple tie, and uh... <laughs> I mean, I, honestly, I didn't know why he was in the Game Changer season. I was happy to see him. I wouldn't I call him a Game Changer at all. He was playing with, like, when he got to second chances, he was playing like a chicken with his head cut off, right? Like, and that's why they wanted to bring him back. It's because he was really shaking up the game in the early days. Yeah, well, he certainly changed the game again, didn't he? Oh, God, it's such a... I, I mean, this is another reason I don't like this season is because... Uh, that moment i hate it yeah it's it's one of the first it's possibly the first time where i didn't want to see like something big that was happening mm -hmm. usually the big dramas i'm really into them as you know right. with my 
Shepherd Hans um, bikes <laughs> love. Yeah, you do love that. Yeah. But this one is like really hard to watch. It was hard to watch a guy just like melt as he realizes what a stupid thing he just did. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you want to say something nice, at least, it, it, but, but no, I mean, I, you know what? I'm not going to say something nice. I'm going to pull a Sarah Lucina here. Um, he, as he's realizing what he's done and, and apologizing for it, he also is double down, doubling down on it at the same time. He keeps bringing up the deception thing. I'm, I was trying to bring up a deception. I was like, he gets that he, what he did was wrong, but he doesn't get why well, he should shut up you know i'm not sure i'm not so sure it's that he doesn't get it it's that he's like furiously trying to dig himself out of a hole yeah that he can't dig mm -hmm. himself out of um but i actually think i was wondering about this symbolically um it makes sense that they just didn't do the vote and just tossed him off right but as far as the sort of rigor of the game goes, do you think that was the right thing to do? Maybe they should have voted. I think I think unprecedented times called for unprecedented measures. I but think what if, say, Zeke had uh, in in his plans uh, needed Jeff Varner's vote? Well, I think that Zeke could have, uh, like, if someone didn't because Jeff said, "I think we all know what we're doing here," or something like that, right? Like he left it up and everyone agreed right because if someone was like actually i have a different plan and then they like stood up and like whispered in everyone's ear or something but if like there that. was some blind side in the works then that would have ruined that and you could have ruined somebody's whole game just by you know jumping the gun on this wanting to kick this guy out i think they all come together you know and all the all everyone stands up for zeke i think it would be in insane if Zeke was like you know what thanks for standing up for me Sarah but we're all going to turn and blindside you <laughs> well I think that would be a, possibly an admirable move um, the game never stops one, one thing that I think Jeff handles it really well he says he, he seems pissed at um, uh, at Varner Vice, uh, uh, um, understandably so and um, so but one thing on the finale for the live reunion he keeps bringing it up he's like everybody's talking about the big move the big moment of the season we're going to talk about when zeke was out of his transgender and he keeps saying it i'm like jeff calm down and they keep cutting to zeke looking uncomfortable it's like just yeah chill. i would hope i would hope and assume that they like went through that with zeke beforehand mm -hmm. and like figured out how they were going to deal with that i would hope yeah, the best, well, not the best, the worst is in the reunion when they finally get to Varner, he like says sorry or whatever, but then plugs not only his new real estate job because mm -hmm. he got fired from his last one. Cowardly so at that. But after the next <laughs> commercial break, he finds a way to plug his new book about shame. <laughs> I was I, my job. I've never watched the Game Changers reunion before, or or if I did, it was a long time ago, and I did not remember him plugging his book, and I was flabbergasted by that. I was like, amazing. "You asshole!" <laughs> yeah, I think that solidified uh, him never coming back. <laughs> yeah, yeah I think imagine they brought him back. That would be insane. Yeah, I I don't 
you see it. <laughs> I mean, they did bring Je- John Rocker onto Survivor after his uh, New Yorker article or whatever, New York Post article. Chance at redemption. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and okay. he did not. Uh, he did not capitalize on the redemption. It's. It's such a. It's it's a powerful moment though when they all do stand up for Zeke. I will say that that's the redeeming moment of it. And I think a lot of people talk about it being a powerful moment because Ty and Ozzy and Andrea and Debbie and, and Sarah all come to Zeke's defense, like no questions asked Mm -hmm. and, and Jeff Probst as well. So it's like, that's the most powerful. uh, It's, it's, it's the most memorable moment of the season. And it's also the worst, but it's also a very powerful moment. I will also say not to give too much uh, credence to the perpetrator, but I was glad when Ty sort of like gave him some compassion as well, because clearly in that moment, you could tell that this guy just kind of fucked his whole life. Yeah. Not, not to make uh, Varner the victim here, but. No. And yeah, it, it sort of teeters on that at, at points. And that's when I'd be like, no, like that, that's why I'm glad Lucina is there to be like, no, I don't forgive him. Like even when Zeke and, and Ty are kind of trying, like giving uh, Varner some, but I like that Ozzy and Sarah aren't letting him off the hook. Yeah, but she's also giving herself a bit too much credit for uh, being a conservative who's okay with this. Yeah. <laughs> like that's becomes her storyline. Like- and uh, my family's actually okay with me being uh, yeah. person. It's weird. Like Sarah, at a certain point in her Twitter time, was really into Trump. Oh yeah, and, I'm not surprised. And so she's a cop from Michigan or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And when I say that Sarah is one of my favorite winners, I don't mean because of that. I want to make that too clear. late, Cody. Too late. <laughs> We know how you love her. But I will say, like, Sarah, like, getting to know Sarah, you do like her. And, like, like the way that everybody during the game thought that, like, thought that she was your best, their best friend and all that stuff. Like, um, but, I mean, it's funny. At the reunion, Ozzy, for whatever reason, talks about, uh, draws the comparison between the new tribal council for, final tribal council format to, like, he brings it to like, and that's why we need to change our country around. I think it was right after Trump was elected and he, he like made some plea, like, why did we elect Trump? And then you see Sarah look at Sierra Don Thomas when they zoom out because I'm pretty sure both of them are Trump supporters. And so is Sierra Easton. She's also a Trump supporter. No. Mm-hmm. She voted out her mom. She voted out her mom. <laughs> what about her mom? That's all I care about. Right. Well, I think the apple probably doesn't fall too far. Beautiful, Laura. Um, one of my notes is, not to be too pervy, but um, one of my notes is Sierra Easton looking good as she leaves. Yeah, I'm not going to get into that stuff with you guys, all right? No, yeah. I know. I know. I, 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 I'm not I'm trying not to be too pervy. But don't, uh, don't say you guys. Don't loop me in with that. I only <laughs> talk about Ozzy jerking off. <laughs> I think Ozzy was looking good as he was voted off too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you did say that. Um, okay, okay I will so say I did actually remark when um, we see our first two members of the jury, Ozzy and uh, 
Haley. Haley, who you hate. Um, I said that's probably the two most attractive uh, first two members of a jury I've ever seen. That's a good question. Oh, I want to. I want to go. <laughs> this will be. And, and what is, are they, we're, we're getting too horny on me. And, and what are they getting up to over at the Ponderosa? You know. Yeah, that, I did have that that question. <laughs> well, this segues perfectly because our next person's Haley. We might as well go into Ozzy while we're uh, here because we've involved them in almost every person now. I think Haley is just so boring and uh, and is such a boring merge boot they all just decide oh yeah she's a little shifty and, and i think it's because they put they think because she's on game changers she's maybe more of a strategic threat than she is but she's and they think that she's holding her clo- her cards closed but i think she's just a dumbass well i'm pro Haley. i like her i like mm-hmm. the way she talks right i like her curly hair mm-hmm and um that's all i have to say about it actually i think um in one of her tribal councils, i think probably the one she gets voted out she seems legitimately angry which i is sort of rare she's not really fighting that much and she seems a bit resigned and angry which which is uh, was interesting to me right she she does seem like an odd person for this Actually, everyone that they brought back from Worlds Apart seems odd because Sierra Don Thomas was also a part of that. When yeah. that season was like a one-person show, I feel. Mike. Yeah. I thought you were gonna say Joe or what what about Rodney? No, everyone there was so much terrible in that season. But I would have liked to see Rodney's a jerk, um, but I would have liked to seen Rodney come back other than Haley or Sierra Don. I don't know about that. I, I could care less about seeing Rodney again. Or uh, He really changed the game by begging everyone to give them their rewards. <laughs> yeah. Never and players expect all the time somebody give them, will give him a reward because he's hungry. And, and the birthday storyline as well. I mean, it... it you see a lot more birthdays on the show after the Rodney thing. Oh, there you go. <laughs> All right. On to uh, Debbie. Okay. Debbie. I think there's a lot to chew on here because she's a big, she's on the DVD cover of this one. Is she? <laughs> well, I mean, that's just a figure of speech. I don't think there's actually a DVD for this season. Too bad. Yeah. I'd buy it. So um, <laughs> Debbie's yeah, Debbie's like becoming a new all-time freak, which is She's certainly a freak. My favorite category of survivor player. Would you like a uh, survivor freak season? Oh yeah, I've talked to Joel about it in private. <laughs> we have our lists. We have our lists of all freaks. Yeah. Yeah, Shepard and it, it'll be like Shepard is the coach on one and coach is the coach on the other. And then it, yeah, Shane's got to be there too. But uh, um, so Debbie is such a weird person. I put in my notes. She's she reminds me of like a Kristen Wiig character. Mm. Um, just like her her freakouts, but then how she sort of like rationalizes them or like um, get like detaches herself from her freakouts, like the way she laughs 
at herself after she freaks out or something like that. Like the whole thing with Brad is her like losing her mind or something, but it's always like coming back to her like uh, military background or whatever and all this stuff. And she yells at Brad for crushing her heart and then laughs right afterwards. Like, <laughs> and it's just like, really scary to watch almost but it's like also really funny i like i like it's hard i don't know what did you guys think of that i like that one moment in a challenge when brad says to her i don't know why you're mad at me i love you yeah i love that too i wrote i wrote that in my notes actually yeah <laughs> yeah debbie it's surprising honestly that she hasn't been back yet even though it hasn't been a lot of time like um tom you're pretty much you're getting caught up on the whole series at this point you're home stretch yeah yeah you're almost there uh but i wouldn't be surprised to see debbie but i think debbie got acting roles after this really we gotta yeah. cover those on the I, pod i think she's in soap operas i think she got put in like young oh, and the wow. restless or something like that cool it's i wonder <laughs> They find every now and then they find someone who's just on a, like really seems like they're on a different planet, like doesn't speak the same language. And Shep's one of those and coach pretty much. I, do, I think I think Debbie's one of the people that kind of plays it up for the camera, though. Yeah, but then the way she like her outbursts are really strange. Yeah, she I, I don't I think maybe in a way she does, but she can't control herself. I love when uh, she tells Haley that Brad's head is so far up her ass he can she can see his eyes budging out of her face budging out of Haley's face. <laughs> um, by the way, Joel, there is a DVD of this season. Okay, and there are six people on the cover. Unfortunately, Debbie isn't one of them. Really, uh, that surprises me because she's basically the main character until she gets voted out. <laughs> There, there's a lot of Debbie in this season. There's the great uh, Cochran see why moment she, too. What's that? There's the great Cochrane moment where she's given all the tools to win the game now. <laughs> <laughs> I love Cochrane's commentary on it. He's like, yeah, Debbie like already has her mind made up about everything, so it's hard to tell her anything. <laughs> well, since we're on this, I was wondering what you guys thought of that Cochrane moment. It was uh, strange. Yeah, they turned that moment into a whole season, Tom. So right, yeah. I've heard. Is this the one everyone hates with the coaches or whatever? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It sucks. Um, it doesn't suck because of those moments. I think those actually moments are some of the best ones of Island of the Idols. <laughs> that says a lot. So, uh, but with this one, it, it's weird, but. Uh, man, oh man, could they not have got a worse person to get that reward? <laughs> yeah, but what if like Sandra went and Cochran was there and Cochran's like, oh, Sandra, I have some advice to give you. It's like, no, I don't know. I think they could have like talked shop, mutual respect, you know, like they play kind of a similar game in a way. So yeah, if right. they were to uh, go together and put their like minds together, I think that... Uh, maybe Cochrane could fill in some of those uh, blanks because, you know, they could help each other. You're right. I agree. I was wrong. I fucked up and uh, I, I, I concede and I, I, I mean, it would have been, I, I get what you mean. It would have been weird because Sandra's won more than Cochrane. Yeah. 
but they're they're still different players. And it's funny that Debbie keeps talking, keeps doubling down about how uh, horrible it was on Exile. Like even when she plays her extra vote, she's like, "I gave up the necessary the necessities of life so I could have this advantage in the game." You have to <laughs> never give up your secrets. But it's like such an unnecessary lie. She well, that's why say, Coach was a game changer for doing that. Right. Yeah. I guess so. <laughs> Uh, we'll go on to, uh, I guess, the next person, which is Zeke. Zeke, like um, Zeke. yeah, Zeke, Zeke's a good player, good strategy. A bit Except, yeah, Zeke is a bit of a game bot, I find. Um, right. The interesting part about Zeke, I think, comes in his first season because you have so many players that are budding heads that are good strategists, and that's kind of what makes. I think millennials versus gen X exciting is that you have like Adam, you have uh, David, David, you have Zeke and you, you have all these Hannah, people. Hannah is, is Hannah too. Is and uh, even uh, what's his Brent. face? The young guy. Uh, Will. Um, that Will. is like oh, the Jay. rival with Jay. Jay. Yeah. He's, he's good too. I mean, so when you put Zeke in a situation like that, sure. This one, it felt like he was just struggling to, get there i mean it could have really worked out where there was a lot of like perfect zeke moments i think he's good for a season like this because um you could have like the same situation where everyone's fighting to um have be in charge but zeke just never quite gets there and zeke plays a bit too hard and i think underestimates a lot of people as well underestimates the conversations that they're having by themselves mm-hmm. um his relationship with andrea is super interesting though i do i do like that storyline um uh so Would but yeah put- i i don't think zeke in in the place uh he was in millennials versus gen x and game changers i don't think he can win the game i think he's too too upfront with his strategy i think he's probably telling everybody like he's uh, how much he loves the game and all this stuff. Maybe Anyone in a few years, if they bring change. him back. Pardon me? Anyone can come back and change. No, it's true. It's true. But 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 um, I think he's similar to Malcolm, like having been in Philippines and uh, and then coming right, like n- neither of them had very much time at home before they went to their all-star season right after, right afterwards. Like Malcolm goes right to the fans versus favorite Zeke. Zeke and Michaela go right to game changers. Nobody saw Zeke and Michaela. So they're getting to know them just on the island. They never saw them on TV. Well, I was having a similar thought about Sari that she's known as such a um, strategist and, and kind of like a liar. Mm-hmm. Um, and she can't win a challenge. So it seems to me it would be impossible for her to make it to the final three. Yeah, at this she point, comes pretty close. She, yeah, at this point though, people are on to her, right? And like she yeah. doesn't have the like assets to play a different style of game. And she's so beloved that nobody wants her anywhere near the final three. Yeah, she. But, she but, I think she would win if she got there. But I, 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 I mean, I guess we'll get we're getting there soon, so we might as well talk about it. <laughs> I think that after the advantage thing, where 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 Siri tries to play Sarah's advantage 
I think that looks really bad on Sari. So if I think if I think if Sari was in the final three with Sarah, Sarah would still win. Mm, I don't know. Be it would be tough. I mean, it's definitely a moment that helps Sarah. And I mean, this is this is a show-stopping season. I think like this made Sarah a game changer. I wanted to say, by the way, earlier earlier when we were talking about how likable Sarah was, I never liked her. Really? No. And I found the final three of this season in general very disappointing. Well, I would understand with the other two. <laughs> well, I think, uh, Tom, I had a similar feeling about Sarah. And again, no spoilers. I just, like, she has talked about this season being weird like everybody got so mad at her at final tribal and uh she thought she played a similar game to tony and people weren't and you know it's just like she thinks she has expressed and i agree with her that uh, if she was a guy that people wouldn't have been as hard on her for betraying them uh tom doesn't like tony either no i know but uh <laughs> I, I'm, I, that was that was an example that i quickly transitioned away from but Sarah has talked about how, you know, like her, her edit kind of screwed her in Game Changers. A lot of people didn't like her. And you can tell at the end, she feels a little guilty at the reunion show, but I think she has, she's come around and she's like, even though I'm voting you out of this game, it's part of the game. I'm still want to be your friend. I'm sorry for voting. You know, it's like, it, it's, it's shitty that Andrea and some of these people are taking it so personally that she voted them out. But I would Sierra say- I think that's just, isn't that always the balance of the game and, and what jury you get? Some, no, juries it's true. Really, it's true. some juries really don't like being lied to and screwed mm -hmm. over. Some understand that it's the game. So the game's always shifting in that way. So you, you can't just play one type of game and say, well, usually people are fine with the best strategist or game player and however you get there is fine. You have to kind of read the room. I, I would say in this season specifically, too, this is a bunch of people that have pretty full heads when they get in this. They're being told that they're game changers in like a game changing all star season. Right. So they're all mm -hmm. thinking I'm the very best kind of thing. And I don't think they're really thinking about anyone else. So when you're in this game and making it so far and thinking that you are the very best when you get outplayed, it probably hurts more in a season like this. She also still won easily, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, I mean, I guess people just wanted to get something off their chest and then vote for her. Yeah. yeah. Which we've seen we've seen uh, before in other seasons. Um, but uh, the next person is a uh, fan favorite game changer, Sierra Don Thomas. Ugh. Skip. Skip. Yeah. <laughs> well, we, we should talk about the move where she tells Sarah, hey, I have a legacy advantage and I'm going to give it to you when I vote it out. Yeah, that was the true rat move by Sarah. <laughs> it's a rat move, but I think it's more of a dumb move by Sarah Don Thomas. Yeah. Never, well, never give up your secrets. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's why uh, Sierra Don Thomas sucks. And uh, why was she on here? Who but knows? Guys, guys, I love when Sarah is pretending she's blindsided by the Sierra Don vote. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's really funny. Don't you think? It's a big, it's a big performance. Yeah. I mean, she maybe plays it a bit too large because 
uh, Andrea and Sari catch on and they're like, why are you, what's, what's going on? And they got mad at her, um, but cause they think she's playing for her jury vote, but it is a, for a lot more. So it doesn't really matter. Mm -hmm. The other, uh, the next person's Andrea who was excited to come back. I thought that uh, she uh, kind of deserved a uh, second chance, especially being so overshadowed by Rob in her season. Well, she's also it. she's also in fans versus favorites. Yeah, I always yeah. like her. I always kind of forget where she came from. I guess you just told me the Rob season. Yeah, I think that's I, why I like you her. forget. You got Shep and uh, Boston Robin that season. You don't need anyone else. Yeah, but I like her. I do like the way she's very like always plays like she knows. She, like, I guess you did say she took it personally in the end but it's it always seems like she's not taking it personally and she kind of like mm -hmm. smiles when she gets blindsided and stuff uh yeah i like i like andrea she's likable but also is good for some good tv i think she's gotten better and better each time i would love to see her come back she can there. win one and she she works for like people magazine or e magazine or something like that because she does like interviews with celebrities right oh, okay and like, and that's how you find out which celebrities are Survivor fans. It's funny because she's on the red carpet and she's like talking to somebody and somebody was like, hey, I know you're from Survivor. Uh, the next person we got is Michaela. Controversial. Yeah, I did love her in her first season and then I felt like she, it wasn't the best look for her this season. Yeah. Anytime people are mad at somebody for like not for lying around too much it's kind of it makes you not like that person as much but she's she has some moments i think she's maybe starstruck as well really yeah i i think that maybe she had the complex of not wanting to play too hard because of all the people around her and then when somebody sort of can't she can't get over her emotions to just be able to play and it starts working against her like people are going to vote her out because she just goes and sulks every time yeah she, she, she's she's competitive and a bit of a hothead because of that it's like almost yeah. um very like jock like uh yeah. yeah she she has more in common with brad than she would want to admit she she gives brad a hard time hard time for being controlling but the one moment where she's on She's in the majority alliance and Brad's in the bottom. She goes to Brad and says, hey, if you don't want to go out tonight, you better catch us some fish. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I uh, I agree. Millennials versus Gen X was a lot uh, better for Michaela. I, I'd still like one of the all time favorite vote out uh, reactions. Oh, mm -hmm. God. When she yells, okay. Jay, is that was that you? <laughs> And Jay and, uh, turns and says, yep, it was me. <laughs> so good. And then we have uh, Suri. Suri. She this goes is, out in an insane way. This um, is her big moment season, though, where she uh, overcomes her fear of challenges. Yeah, that stuff I did not <laughs> like. It was touching. You, th you, you, you like when she got across the balance beam? When, yeah, when I had, Jeff, I had a tear in my eye. Jeff was like, "We it, we won't leave until you get across that beam." I love that. I love when Jeff gets involved in those days. I, I guess I kind of, I kind of get it, but also, 
Guys, I know I'm being curmudgeon again. It wrapped. Serene's it doesn't belong story in Survivor. Up. Like I just nope. like what is this? It wrapped up her entire story this season. I think like her overall survivor story of being the woman that got off the couch and this whole time she hasn't been able to like complete these challenges. Hasn't the challenges have been what haunts her every time. So for this moment to happen completely wrapped up her survivor experience. I don't think she's coming back. I think maybe she said that or something, or I don't know, but they wrapped her whole story well, up in a bow. I think, I think that, Really, her story is not about her challenge performance. I think her story is the th inventing the three, two, one vote, and um, uh, doing. Those are moments that make her a game changer. Yeah, but and, and in all, every all the strategy she does in 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 the first fans versus favorites. In like, every season, what do they say? The first woman to get off the couch. They say that every season she's. But that's in. not the most compelling part of her story for me like that's what like, they I, go with okay I, I i don't know i don't i don't love that balance beam moment i <laughs> i feel like the one thing that they sort of ignore in the balance beam moment is that she shouldn't have been playing that challenge to begin with because michaela was sat out because they were all playing alliances mm -hmm. right and she basically cost her team that reward yeah but I, I thought it was a nice moment. And I think actually those moments do belong in survival. Mm -hmm. Fine. Uh, okay. But I will say the reward challenges were, were so boring to me. The, well, th how was that one boring? That's where Michaela missed the advantage of the cool. bench and cool. Sarah got it. Yeah, that was cool. And it's great that she brings it up at final tribal, but there's a reward that Sari loses where she starts bringing, when they're talking back at camp, they're talking about how, um, Siri is equating it to not being able to feed her kids yeah. and it's like this is a big stretch everybody come on let's stop I hate when people cry because they don't get a reward but you know what they're hungry they're really mm -hmm. hungry I understand that they're hungry and but I don't give a shit starting to go. What's yeah. that? and their minds are starting to go so they all start crying about weird stuff in their life exactly Joel you're not Putting yourself but I don't in like their those mind. moments. I, I always roll my eyes at that kind of shit. Yeah, you're sitting on the couch, rolling your eyes, yeah. eating your chips, watching the show. Hey, you're, you're rolling your eyes because you have your chips and your couch. Mm -hmm. Hey, ice cream sandwiches, okay? <laughs> <laughs> you could be the first guy to get off the couch. Yeah, maybe. I, and most <laughs> I want to. Most uh, reward challenges, I start doing a crossword on my phone. Yeah. Right. Not really into the actual, and most challenges where they're sort of swimming a bunch to get some puzzle pieces, I tune out. Yeah, they've pretty much done away with the reward challenge in a way. It's true. It's true. Yeah. But they do apparently still do the reward challenges in the last few era. seasons. We're talking about Tom. Yeah. They they do the reward challenge on the island, but they take them out of the edit. I think that's a, a positive move. Mm -hmm. I. I've always felt that way about reward challenges. Yeah. Yeah. Um, some, and, and like, sometimes they show the reward challenge if it has something to do with the strategy, like who got chosen for like the family visit or who yeah. got chosen for the, you know, well, the family visit you have to show. Do you like the family visits, Tom? Big fan. Yeah. Yeah. You can't. I'm gonna, you're going to like win winners at war. 
but recently that I've noticed they've stopped showing as much of the actual visit and just the sort of hugging reunion, which yeah. I, which I am happy with. I don't want to, I don't need to see them hanging out. Um, Ceri's son, who was on this season, who got chose, he was Cody. He was supposed to be in season thirty-eight. Oh, really? Oh, sorry, season thirty-seven. Um, and you know who that took David his versus Goliath? Yeah, you know who took his place? Who? Devilish Davy. Devilish Davy. What a good choice, mm-hmm. man! Oh man, I cannot wait for uh, Tom to uh watch that season and just keep in mind tom when you watch this first episode that devilish davy on his instagram put up a drinking game for every time he does a certain thing (laughs) and you have to take a shot during that and this guy's barely shown in the first episode it was a disaster (laughs) But you know Devilish Davies' story. Sorry, Tom, we're talking about things you don't know. Okay, I actually, I have to pee. Do you guys want to just talk about Devilish Davy for a minute? Sure, yeah. sure. All right. Um, so Davy was, was not supposed to be on the show, and he was, like, sulking at home and being like, wow, I didn't get on Survivor. And then he gets a call, and he answers it, and they're like, Hey, can you come out? <laughs> and he's, they're like, he's like, where? They're like, to Fiji. So he gets on a plane. He like interviews a bit with some people and then goes right onto the show. Wow. Yeah. That's a hero story for Devil or Davy. Yeah, he should come back. Yeah. I mean, everyone, honestly, it should be the first repeat season. Same cast. <laughs> I would love that. I mean, I would love that with Kagayan. But yes. I mean, they basically did that with Kagayan in, in Second Chances. Well, they did it with like what four of the people. There's yeah, a lot right. of uninteresting people in Kayagayan. There's a lot of people you don't need back. Jeffra? The the preseason's like pretty bad. Come on, Garrett is so good. Uh, and uh, what's her name? Uh, the girl that throws the rice in the fire, Jatia. Jatia, right? She's yeah. great. Cliff, yeah. Lindsay. <laughs> Lindsay's the one that quits, right? Yeah. 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 They definitely do not need to do that. Bring back Cliff. And- oh, wait. Cliff is dead. Is he dead? Cliff just died. Yeah. Well, uh, so basically, uh, Tom, what uh, Joel just said is that they need to do Kai Guy on another season with the exact same cast. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. don't like any of those people. I agree. <laughs> Thank you. I think that's the worst part about that second chances um, after it is that there's so many Kai Gayan people that that's I just... That's what I love about it. I didn't enjoy them. The I don't ab- enjoy those people. The absolute travesty of second chances is that Shane isn't there. Yes. Mm-hmm. That, that is. I just can't get over it. Why he was an option, that, right? How could that be? Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't understand that. That's, that's horrible. Um, I remember I wasn't even technically watching that at the time, but I remember voting for Shane in that second chances thing. Do you guys think there's any small chance we'll ever get a Shane back? No. Damn. I, yeah, I think that was his moment. I, I, I think like, I don't I know. Think, I think the, I would have loved to see T-Bird as well. Yeah, she's cool. 
Yeah. Um, Frank. Frank. But, no, but at least T-Bird was actually up for second chances. Oh. <laughs> I just want to see Frank back. Yeah. Well, Frank and Frank and Sarah might get along. Um, um, how about my least favorite returnee that comes back in uh, Game Changers now? Aubrey. I, I have notes about Aubrey. Oh, wow. I, I, I like Aubrey. I like Aubrey in her first season. Her returning seasons have been... Uh, shown why she didn't win that season. I yeah, mean, but... Tom, she comes back again. I think that's the, the yeah. problem. In um, Rangers, she's a bit of a dud. She doesn't do much. Mm-hmm. And there's uh, the thing that uh, is funny about Aubrey, she's always getting blindsided in Game Changers. Nobody is ever putting in her. If there's, an, if there's a change in vote, nobody uses Aubrey as a number. She's always on the bottom. <laughs> and uh, there's such an obvious protagonism in Aubrey. She even says it in uh, at a tribal council. She says everybody looks at this as their own story. They sees it sees it from their own perspective. But Aubrey, so obviously in her um, confessionals, the way she talks to people, this is her. Like she's the protagonist of this story. She's making the big moves in her opinion. But everybody's just like, shut the fuck up, Aubrey. <laughs> we're we're doing this thing over here. I liked her big confession that when she went back home after her first season, all of her friends said she wasn't the same. But that, that, that you know, like, I'm trying to think like Aubrey, like, I, I do think her first season went to her head, all the people telling her she should have won and being the strategic person and blah, blah, blah. I think that- I thought I'm, she should have won. I thought that was one of the major should have won. I'm glad she didn't. Well, Tom, we'll see how you feel when when, I I do. I don't (laughs) get that season in general. The I like that season, but there's no one in that season that's like that's the person that should have won. Maybe Ty. I don't know, but I prefer Ty to Aubrey. But Aubrey just even going into uh, her first season, I just felt like she didn't actually do that much and then this season she doesn't do that much and then she comes back again and doesn't do that much like she's in so long of this game changers too to come back a third time a second time is questionable to me but a third time coming back when you're involved in so much of both seasons you're in and there's nothing really of note that you've done i don't know voting out debbie twice yeah, I I guess if that is a uh, oh, I do want to go backwards. I love how blindsided Debbie is when she gets voted out. I love <laughs> that Debbie thinks that she's running the game and then get. It's my favorite. It's my favorite type of blindside when somebody thinks that they're they're a top dog and then. Well, get, the, get the editors just love to show somebody crowing on about how safe they are before they get voted out. Yeah, I, oh, I love that. It's, it's my there, favorite. I think Debbie could do this uh, this show 50 times and will be blindsided every single time. <laughs> yeah, she'll go she'll go out in a similar fashion every time. <laughs> um but I don't know if anyone has anything else to say about Aubrey, but I like yeah. that she has a sort of a patented um, pattern on her shirts. Yeah, and she's always Donald Duck in it. <laughs> yeah, those are the things to note about her. Glad she she's, came back she, three she's times. Wearing, she's always wearing a dress shirt and no pants. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, the next person's Ty, who I think he's on the DVD box. Yeah, Ty is on the DVD box. There's no escaping Ty. Uh, the DVD box, by the way, is Andrea, Sarah, Sari, Ty, Sandra, and Brad. Okay, that makes sense. It's it's probably all the I, most I recognizable would, people, I guess. Yeah, it's true. But I would switch out uh, Debbie for Andrea, even though I like Andrea. Just yeah. as, as people who popped on this in this season. Yeah. You got to love Ty, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, he's won the uh, CEO award twice now. <laughs> he's, he's not a great player of the game. He's not great, but I do like the fact that he's kind of a wild card um, in the same way that, what's that Brazilian woman's name? Abby Maria. Right. Yeah, he's kind of like the, the good to her evil of mm-hmm. players who are really emotional, but can kind of snap at any moment and, and go the opposite way. Yeah, I like that comparison. Yeah. That's a funny I, comparison. I think when I watched, I saw Game Changers before I watched the other one. Um, the original season. Right, I remember this, yes. Yeah, so I wasn't a big fan of Ty the first time I watched Game Changers because I didn't see his first season. Mm -hmm. Whereas in his first season, I then I got it and I rewatched Game Changers and liked Ty. One of the great moves ever is when he takes out those brutal guys, my two least favorite players of all time. Jason and Scott. Jason and Scott. Scott, the NBA player. When Scott's just looking over at him and he just says, no. Yeah, I like that too. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> and Scott looks so pathetic, like, you're not going to do it? Mm-hmm. No. That's a perfect and he, moment. And he walks out of there He walks out of there with Jason's idol in his pocket too. So it's like... I, I, I probably never cheered so loudly watching the show. <laughs> do, you, do you do like big fist pumps in the air like you're watching a, a, a bit basketball game? Yes, I do. Particularly, like, there are a few times when you're certain that the good thing isn't going to happen, and then it does. Were, that's were one you, of them. Were you disappointed in uh, Scott being an NBA player and then coming into the game and then you having him be your one of your least favorite players of all time? Well, I don't like... Um, I'm. Yeah, I don't believe that all NBA players are beautiful people. <laughs> <laughs> Who, like... In the and who do you think you've cheered for the most? I remember you cheering for Tyson a lot, but who, like who, who have you cheered for? Like you're watching a, a Raptors game before. Uh, good question. Yeah, Tyson, you really wanted to win that one, which mm-hmm. he does win. Mm-hmm. Um, Sandra, always mm-hmm. Sandra. I was really rooting for her this season, and she she escaped a few that you thought she was dead. That's why she's so great is, is that like she was she should have gone out first, like even more than her other season. She, she should have gone out first. this season. And she's like mouthing off the whole time. Yeah. Like telling everybody she's the queen and they're mm-hmm. still letting her be there. It's great. That's why I love her. Um, OK, so Ty, what else? Oh, the thing between Ty, Ty and Abby Maria is people are allowed to be mean to Abby Maria and people turn on you so hard when you're mean to Ty. I think yeah, it's one of, it's the big reason that, that Brad Culpepper loses. It's crazy when Culpepper starts taking that tone with him. You're like, mm. oh, okay, now I'm seeing, now I understand you were a jock bully your whole life. 
Yeah. Mm. Well, that also uh, makes you justify how Culpepper's treated, I guess, in uh, the blood versus water. Because it feels like he doesn't do anything to deserve everyone that's sitting there watching, yelling, fuck you, Brad Culpepper. <laughs> I love, then, maybe this is premature, but I love watching Culpepper talk about how he's an attorney now, a trial attorney, and he, he's, he thinks he's got a pretty good chance in the final three, and then almost immediately he just deflates. And you just see him like hunched shoulders, like, oh, I'm not, I have no chance. Yeah. <laughs> Troy, Troy Zan goes through the exact same thing in that final. <laughs> Troy Zan, by the way, is, I, I would put in the same category as um, Bad Sierra. I have no idea why he's there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I can see why you watch World uh, Worlds Apart and you think, wow, this guy would be good in a returning season. I don't know. Uh, one World, you mean? One world, sorry. Um, because he's, he's probably one of the few people that pop in that season. Like, it's such a bad season, other than like the winner, of course. But if you can't get her, then who else are you going to Are you going to get Tarzan? Who won that season? Kim, um, Kim Spradlin, yeah. Oh, yeah. You guys like her for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> I think that, that is a bad season. That's a putrid season. Yeah. yeah it's one of the worst. That's that's a season where I don't know if anyone really pops. Uh, so I guess cat. cat no, no, no. Well, there. Funny enough, there's been a lot of returners from that season. I know one of which is married to Brad Culpepper. Yeah, Monica Culpepper returns, and I I mean her return is okay. It's not bad. Uh, and I mean the big bad. thing is that she brings Brad Culpepper <laughs> to the game. Yeah, she brings. That's. I mean, I, she, I don't need Brad Culpepper. I don't need any of them. But can't you Get see Culpepper's out of it? Can't you yeah. see that Brad Culpepper is Jeff Probst's favorite player? <laughs> I can, I, yeah. Well, I, Jeff's, I, an alpha, Jeff's an alpha, and he respects an alpha. Yeah. To be honest, though, guys, we haven't gotten to Grad yet. I guess. Well, I guess we're we're, we're we've we've we're we've at gone the final past, three. We're at the final. We're weaving around. I don't mind Brad Culpepper in this season. I think he's kind of entertaining once they start giving him the time of day because he's so, he, he reminds me of a lot of like, or I don't know, we're the three of us, we're comedians, right? And do you ever like talk to your non-comedian friends and they're like, I don't know if you're joking or not. You know what I mean? And uh, that's how I feel when I listen to, talk, to, to Brad Culpepper talk. I like, I don't know if what he's saying is, genuine or not like he says it with such like this tone that i'm like not that i think he's joking that i think that i think he may just be like saying what he thinks you want him to hear you know what i mean yeah i agree i don't hate brad in this i just <laughs> i i'm a bit ambivalent i guess yeah but he, might, he might be the all-time best um former athlete not that it's a a big list i i think that uh that's got to be true I mean, well, Jeff he doesn't Kent, play a terrible game. He doesn't. He's he Jeff doesn't play Kent a very good game, well, didn't he? Jeff Kent does not do that well. No, uh -oh. he, Jeff Kent is so unlikable when he plays. Oh, I forgot. Well, the best, the, the, uh, the, the my favorite athletes coming up soon. But I'm biased because I I like his work outside of uh, Survivor. Are you talking about we talking Johnny about? Mundo? Yeah, I'm talking about Johnny Mundo. He's a professional wrestler. He's an actor. Uh, He's an athlete, though. 
I guess, I guess, yeah, I guess. That's still an athlete. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but but he but he has an advantage over other professional athletes because he there's more charisma involved in his career, like his sport. Not not in not all wrestlers are charismatic, and if you heard him cut promos in the WWE, you would not think he is. Okay. Okay. Fine. I'm sorry. All, you fucking not all nerd. Wrestlers, no, not all wrestlers. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sorry, it's, I tried to call all wrestlers charismatic. It's it's like uh, what Tom said. Not all NBA players are good people. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I think Cole Pepper's got to be up there. I'm glad that he was in this season. At the end of the day, am I going to cheer for Cole Pepper? No, but I like cheering against him. Yeah, yeah, he is. I guess he'll come back for Heroes Villains too. I guess was one of the great negatives of him being on the season is that we had to see Monica again. <laughs> I don't mind Monica either. Oh God, it's funny that that Brad says he's playing his game just like Monica, and even like he he places the exact same as Monica in in her season, like second place. <laughs> He gets more votes at the end, but I think it's a bigger jury, too. All right. So we want to talk about Troyzan a bit more. Um, Oh, Troyzan. I feel like he just lived his whole life as a mimbo. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, he's he's like a bikini photographer. Oh, yeah. He he definitely is. Even if he weren't (laughs) a bikini photographer, he would be a bikini photographer. Uh, Troy Zan's also another one of those people like the guy that was on uh, Joe's season where he completely got deflated when he realized that there was a Tarzan on his season first season. Right. I'm Troy Zan. This is my island. He can't be be Tarzan. I'm Troy Zan. (laughs) I do. I like Tarzan going back to that. Yeah. Yeah. He would be the only one I might bring back. I think uh, when Troy, yeah, Tarzan's game-changing moment is when he puts cat's underwear on his head. <laughs> <laughs> I I also think that uh, Tarzan, uh, when he keep when they're doing the bidding in that season, and he keeps wants to keep the money to fix his truck back home. Yeah. Hey, did they get rid of the auction now? I haven't seen it in a while. Yeah, they haven't done the auction since uh, Shireen um, like kind of broke the format of it in in Worlds Apart. Oh, right. Um, but apparently, uh, in thirty seven, you haven't been there yet. There's this long challenge, and uh, Christian Cody starts. Apparently, um, it didn't make it to the show, but he started grilling Jeff about. Uh, when the survivor auction should come back and jeff basically said to him like yeah i don't know people were like kind of like um like breaking the game a bit too much and it it stopped being fun right i loved when mike almost didn't um pay for his yeah when they all decided to split it and he almost didn't do it and then he did it but he screwed himself over by almost doing it and that's what that that move is what necessitated his immunity run yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's, um, uh, there's one last person to talk about here, and that's the go. winner, Sarah. Sarah. Well, we, we are we, kind we, of we, have, haven't we? Yeah, we've, we've talked been, about her a lot. 
We've been surprisingly quite succinct on this. This might be our most focused episode, the yeah. three of us. I mean, uh, we we went through uh, not to uh, toot my own horn, but man, my idea of going through the cast like this. <laughs> yeah, my idea would 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 have been to go through my very ADD type notes here. So um, I think your your idea was way better. Yeah, the only note we heard was how hot someone was. So I'm glad we didn't go through. That. <laughs> do you want to hear some of the notes some of the highlights i do um sari challenge is cheesy well disagree and uh i, I, I love to cry i said that i like sandra um adjacently because sandra is so not cheesy um i said it Sandra is the best part of the season. It literally crashes and burns right after she leaves because Ugh. right after she leaves is when Varner out Zeke. Um, <laughs> That's not because she leaves. <laughs> well, I don't think it would have happened if she was there, but <laughs> in, in all caps, I wrote Haley sucks. Um, why is Caleb there? Um, let's see what else. Brad nasty. This, uh, this... Oh, oh, Michaela asking Brad at Final Tribal what he, he knows about her. Oh, I yeah. think it's such a, like, dumb oh, we, we, we didn't talk about the change of the format of the Final Tribal, which I was not a fan of. Me neither. Cody, do you like this? I can't remember. What's what's the change here? Instead of speeches, they do the open open format. Right, and they still do this, right? They do it. Still, yeah, they haven't yeah. changed that. Yeah, I um, I think because this is how I came back to Survivor. Like, this was one of my first seasons back. Mm -hmm. uh, so this is what I'm most used to because then I went back and watched where I left off. I think I stopped at All Stars and then came back to it with this season. Um, so I'm very used to this and I don't really notice it when I watch the older ones, I guess. The speeches are just so classic, man. I love, I love the speeches. The speeches. Yeah. It, it, I think the open format kind of sucks out the drama of it a bit. There's not like, uh, I like there's, there's, it's, it's almost tense when like Trish stands up to talk to Tony and it's like, oh shit, this is, there's something, this is going to be big Where i think tag eye on again yeah. sorry I, I just had that in my head um, I, but i'm scarred by the speeches because of when we played the survivor comedy show and joel just fucking destroyed me there was one True. funny moment um remember the ice cream guy right who what ice cream? Guy? it's uh, uh the uh the the guy that the dumb guy with the poofy hair or whatever. Matt? Is it Matt? Is that his name? Yeah, the guy with the ice cream pants. Oh, the ice cream pants. I thought of the ice cream scooper. No, not the scooper. That's Eric. Yeah, Eric, right. Ice cream pants. I don't he's know. On the, he's on one of the brutal seasons where everyone's getting sick and stuff, and he has to go off because of a infected scab or something. Oh, Neil. Neil, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah! Doesn't he gets his vote taken away? Right? He gets his vote taken away because he's on the jury after he gets uh, medically 
removed mm -hmm. and he passes by whoever took his vote away michelle was it yeah and he gives like his little speech yeah but he does it in this weird awkward way where he's just like walking by her yeah he says you're just suckling at the teat or something like that yeah yeah and you can tell it's like something he had planned in his speech but now he yeah. doesn't get to do a speech yeah the loser that guy was yeah. yeah, that that's also one of the reasons he was an Aubrey supporter. So I was like, I don't, I know more of Aubrey. I don't like this guy. Oh right, it was that season. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I don't mind I don't mind the open format either. The thing about the speeches is sometimes you get the duds. Is yeah. like you have to get fucking for to go back to Kagayans, or you have to get Je Jeremiah to come and ask a question. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so Tom, overall, where does this season kind of rank for you? Is it, is it a top season? Uh, what are you feeling? Yeah, I haven't, I, I haven't done my final rankings, which I'm really looking forward to doing, but cool. I would, ha I would have it high. High up there. I'm, really? I'm loving, yeah. I'm loving this run of early thirties. I'm uh, I think from 30 to 34 now, I thought they were all really good. And now I'm doing 35, which is not very good. I didn't think you loved Korong that much. Uh, that's the first tie. Yeah, that's Ty and Aubrey and Michelle. Jason. And I did. Scott. I liked it. I liked you it. liked it. Oh, that's Jason and Scott. Yeah, it's a bit ugly. It's a bit ugly, that one. Yeah. But I did like it. Mm -hmm. the, the 30s are a mixed bag, but when it's good, it's really good. So the one that you're on right now, is that the heroes, uh, healers and humdingers? Yeah. And humdingers. Yeah. What a, what a killer theme. <laughs> it's Three the worst random <laughs> groups of people who start with it. It's like somebody said, you know, survivor can't do any worse than no collar versus blue collar versus white collar. And they're like, I'm a hold my beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, um, how far into that one are you? I think just post merge. Okay. No, maybe not even yet. I can't remember. Everything's a total blur. I barely remember that season. I just started watching it again last night when I finished Game Changers. And it's, uh, it's a tough one like, to remember. Who the fuck are these people? <laughs> I didn't realize that I had already seen it because I thought I for some reason I thought I started on the next one, but then I realized I started on Game Changers. And I was like, did I watch this one? And I got like halfway through before I was like, oh yeah, I have seen this. Yeah, there's nobody to root for. There's like a beach bum guy who's kind of seems nice. Um, <laughs> Patrick? No... Patrick? No. The redhead? He has like... Looks no, like Archie. No, not the redhead. That guy's a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> I th I think um, by the end of the season, there's there's some people that you would uh, there's like three key people you would want to see back by the end. It's yeah, I hope so. It's the worst thing in a Survivor season when you just don't like anyone. Yeah, yeah. And I, I that's what I didn't have a problem with with Game Changers. So no, I mean. At the end, I didn't like anyone, but mm -hmm. I well, you had Ty. Had Ty. Well, he he was he got it before. Spot. Yeah, but he was in the finale. Now let me ask you guys my classic question: What do I have to look forward to? Thirty-seven. Yeah, all timer. Great season. All right. 
the final episode of 38 is absolutely bonkers insane. Okay. Um, 39 is a bad season. So I've heard. 40 is a very exciting season that uh, has its ups and downs, but ultimately comes to a terrific finish. I mean, I, you put, would you put 40 um, in like the same category as a hero's villains? No, because um, some twists in the game are really stupid. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think it's very, a top five for me. Okay. It's, it's top 10 for me, I think. I think... I would I would probably put it maybe just outside the top five, but it's 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 up there for me. It's a really great season, but there's just a lot of frustrating twists in it that are like stop it, you know. But 37's a possible number one. Wow. Yeah, I would I wouldn't I would. I mean, spoilers for future episodes between me and Cody doing our our best season drafts, but um, I wouldn't argue too hard on the David versus Goliath being a number one season. All right. I think, uh, and I, I think that 36 is fun. I think it's fun. It's not, I think that you'll feel refreshed after watching heroes, healers and hustlers. But um, ghost Island is 36. It's based upon a huge twist in the game. There's this, there's this, this big, huge twist. And it's like, it's basically Survivor Twist Island. There's just they just keep throwing shit at you. Right. Well, you're starting to see that in this 35. They're they're doing this advantage stuff, mm -hmm. and there's sort there's just kind of a randomness to it that I don't like. Like yeah, and you, and and it's even that's end up with this thing and mm -hmm. the cast yeah. is just a little better in Ghost Island, which what which is what makes Ghost Island better than HHH right. for me. Yeah, I've heard from people um, that the twists can get a bit upsetting. Yes. But I trust my survivor producers, as I always say. I trust mm -hmm. Game Master Jeff. And mm -hmm. uh, if they want to tinker around a bit, that's okay, as long as you go back to what's, to what's good and what works. I, I agree. And I think at, um, based off of all of these ones that we've uh, done together, uh, the three of us, that, uh, Tom, you and I have aligned on uh, most of our opinions. Sarah aside. I think I'm more of a... Uh, I think I'm more Cody than Joel when it comes to Survivor. Well, we agree on other things, Tom. Uh, okay, Cody, does, guy on. Cody doesn't. Of... Cody doesn't like Tyson. I I oh, like wow. Tyson a lot. You, <laughs> you didn't like him before forty. I didn't like him in Token Jeans. You didn't like him in Blood versus Water, and you're on mic saying so. No, I liked him in Blood versus Water. Go I'm listen back sure to I'm our really... season forty draft episode. No, I like Tyson. <laughs> wow it's not mike saying he's on mike contradicting himself so you're gonna have to pull up the clip um, yeah. but Roll anyway clip. if you if you like him now then it doesn't matter but uh yeah you know but but like i i don't know if uh tom would feel the same but like token token chains there's nothing to like really hold on to with tyson is that his first season yeah oh yeah i hated him in his first season yeah see yeah, no, I mean, I, I wasn't the biggest fan of him in, in those two seasons, but I love him in Blood vs. Water. Yeah, yeah, that was good. And, uh, yeah, um, I guess there's, I mean, I was going to maybe bring up the legacy advantage. I had a, a note about that, but it's really not worth talking about. Comes back. 
No, it doesn't. It was it was done after Game Changers. The Legacy Advantage? Mm-hmm. What was what is that one specifically? It's just an idol that you but can you only, can only play, play it at certain at tribes. final six. Yeah. They yeah, that comes back. That comes back, but the legacy part of it doesn't come back. Oh, willing it to someone. Yeah. No, I think that does. Does it come back? I mean, if, if it comes back, it only comes back in HHH, maybe. I think it comes back in. I don't know. I for it's some definitely reason, I it's, it's definitely ghost. not in thirty seven. I think it's a ghost island thing. Maybe. Maybe. I don't think they have it in HHH. Okay. Yeah, I don't think so. I, I think it comes back. Lingo, in- by the way. Yeah, every, every it <laughs> that's the thing that uh Ghost Island brings is every advantage you've ever seen in any of the seasons, they all come back. <laughs> let them play with let them play with Lash. Um, but the characters are so good. What are you looking forward to, Tom? Or is, is there any sort of well, or are you dreading the end? I'm dreading the end because I won't have any more. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am looking forward to being able to Google everyone, right? Um, listen to podcasts like this. Mm-hmm. Get more involved in the in the community, you know, mm-hmm. which I've had to bar myself from. And you might not have seen Tom, but they are filming again. So by the time you finish this, it might be released. Yeah, Joel told me. So are they doing it now? Yeah. yeah. Don't you find it amazing just to think that there's Survivor going on right now? <laughs> when I was a kid, I I used to, I remember having the thought, like, because I used to love, like, Owen Wilson and Ben Stiller. I remember having this thought thinking, I can't believe that Owen Wilson might be filming a movie right now that I will grow <laughs> to love. Behind enemy lines. Yeah. <laughs> Owen Wilson is filming uh you, me, and Dupree right now. <laughs> um, I'm looking forward to seeing Mike White. Yes, great. Mm-hmm. I, I that, that was, you guys, you guys like your athletes and your professional wrestlers. Me seeing Mike White on Survivor was like that for me. I mean, uh, just to be clear, I haven't been excited about any of the athletes on Survivor. <laughs> I yeah. I, uh, you're, you're a big John Rocker guy. Yeah, except for John Rocker. Yeah, that was a that was a big one. Johnny Mundo was the first one for me that I was excited about. Maybe maybe thirty nine uh, had a big <laughs> had one that I was interested in. Who? Um, uh, Laidlaw. Oh, <laughs> who's that? The first uh, Canadian Survivor, only yeah. Canadian Survivor. New York oh, Rangers player. Yeah. yeah, Tom Laidlaw. Well, soon it'll be us. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. The three of us. Laidlaw uh, laid the path that we can now walk on. Exactly. He's a trailblazer. Anyway, <laughs> Tom, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me, guys. Always fun. Yeah, for sure. And we'll we'll have to catch up with you once you're finished. I don't know, I'm whenever. Sure. Five more. Yeah. I, do some plugs before we go, too. Oh, my God. I have nothing to plug. There's been a pandemic for a year. Yeah. <laughs> You got, you got specials and uh, albums that people can uh, still get? My special is still on Crave TV if you're in Canada. And if you're in America, I think they're going to put it on Facebook soon or something. <laughs> Facebook Red? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, uh, uh, thanks. That's it? Is that what you said? That's it for my plugs. All right. And uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. 
Cody, thanks for chatting. I'm glad we could finally talk Game Changers. And a movie, uh, sorry, a season, I want to just say, it, I, I think at one point I said it was bottom five for me after watching it this time. It's not bottom five, but it's... it's, it's That's a win. It's low for me. Um, but uh, I will uh, say, please remember to rate, review, subscribe. Um, leave us a five-star review. We, hadn't ha- we haven't had a five-star review in a while, Cody. Yeah, we've had like 21 stars, but... um uh, we need a five-star review so if you're listening this far in you obviously like us or you like tom so give us a give us a fucking bone all right um (laughs) thank you so much and goodbye everyone judy was boring hello then judy discovered chumbacasino.com it's my little escape now judy's the life of the party oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon whoa take it easy judy the chumba life is for everybody so go to chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino style games join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes chumbacasino.com No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.